Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey out there, I'm Zane Talkington, and this is Talking to Nobody. If you're just now tuning in, Talking to Nobody is a podcast where young dreamers like myself share their stories of personal struggles and how they overcame them in hopes to inspire others along their own journey towards their dream. We also discuss mental health and the importance of self-love. We record one episode a week at the lovely Pure Bar Hollywood studio in Hollywood, California, where I teach. Pure Bar is a unique combination of small, low-impact movements that will tone your thighs, lift your seat, which is your booty, shape your arms, and flatten your abs. This fun yet challenging class is set to upbeat music with encouraging instructors like me in a judgment-free environment, and all levels are welcome. So if you guys want to come check out my class, I teach every Saturday at noon and 4. You can get your first week free if you're an L.A. resident. And yeah, we have an app. Check us out. Come stop by. Maybe not while we're recording. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much to Vanessa for letting us use this beautiful space to record every week. And so now we will get into our guest for episode 13. This week, I get to hang out with Sean Simmons, one of Nathan's good friends from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And we talk about how he got into voiceover acting, his battle with dyslexia, and the racism he has encountered in his life. Sean was such a blast to speak with and has such a positive outlook on life and the obstacles he has overcome. It's episode 13, y'all. If you're liking us so far, maybe share us with a friend who's in need of a good laugh or some inspiration to pick themselves back up again. Let's do this! Talking to nobody So you want to be somebody Sean Simmons. It is I. A name I can actually say. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> like the names of the people that I've had on here so far have been very challenging and unique. Right. And uh, right, yeah. I know I had to practice that, that was the all first day. One. That yeah. was yeah, it was just very difficult. Jordan, and, you're just a disappointment, yeah, and right? I know you can hear me. Yeah, Jordan, you better be listening. Oh man, damn Jordan. Anyways, this is about you, Sean Simmons. What's your middle name? Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Sean Thomas Simmons. Yeah, I was named S-T-S. after my grandfather. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we're here drinking your favorite drink. Well, one of them. Would you like to tell us what it is? Ooh, it is the naked fucking fruit juice of Mighty Mango. My mom showed me this shit and I've never gone back. Oh my God, it's so fucking It's good. really, really good. Yeah, and it's healthy. Yeah. So that's good. Your second choice was... Oh my God. <laughs> it's so... 
It's so good, dude. Oh my God, it's at Fat Cells. It's called the number two. It's got coffee and pretzels and whipped cream and chocolate. It's so fucking good. Oh my, oh God. my God. I but just, not healthy. Oh, no. But, you know, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so for the price of the milkshake that you wanted, we got a Jesus. huge ass jug of Mighty Mango that yeah. you can take home with you. Oh, so sorry, sorry about that, Sean. No, but no it's okay. This is quite tasty. Thank yeah. you. Ooh. Well, we will do your zodiac sign comparison. You are also a Pisces, like Jordan, but this is not yep. Jordan's episode. This is Sean's episode, and you were born on March thirteenth, mm-hmm. and this is actually the thirteenth episode of Talking to Nobody. Ooh. So that's kind of cool. Some cosmic alignment right there. Well, let's see, right? It says some of your positive traits include you're very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a hopeless romantic? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Do you have a girl? No, boy, I don't. Um, been looking for one, but the yeah. Have you ever heard of the song um, "I Need Love" by LL Cool J? Probably. Yeah, it's. Do um, you want to sing a little bit of it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know too many of the lyrics, um, but it's just like all about a song about how. He's like looking for the one. I guess that's me. Man, that sounds so cliche, though. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. you. But yeah, no, I am a, a hopeless romantic. But yeah, it's all good though. Oh <laughs> well, you know when she's when it's meant to be, she'll come around. Yeah. And then you want to like spoil her rotten and take yeah. her out on cheesy dates and all that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Well, since you're also helpful, so that will be good for your future. Yeah. Love wise comforting imaginative yeah yeah pretty on point oh yeah it says some of your negative traits include that you're gullible self-pitying out of touch with reality self-destructive and clingy oh yeah yeah (laughs) i don't understand why i'm so gullible but sometimes people can just get me i don't understand why i mean people are annoying yeah, they are. That's why. Yeah. I'm very gullible, so it's like, it's totally But it's fine, fine, you know. We're good looking, so it's cool. So Pisces is a symbol, is symbolized by two fish swimming in opposite directions. Do you know why that is? I honestly have no clue. I didn't either. It says, a part of you is always trying to swim away or escape reality. The other part is so intuitive that you get swept up in everything going on. Okay, so it's like a... Constant. Confl- yeah, constant... Um, conflict. So that's kind of cool. Well, some famous people that are also Pisces include Albert Einstein, pretty smart dude, Rihanna, Justin Bieber, eh, Adam Levine, George Washington, Carrie Underwood, Kesha, Steve Jobs, Andrew Jackson, Dr. Seuss, and Henrik Ibsen. Any, Any of those people? Are you a huge fan of? Um, not a huge fan of Andrew Jackson, <laughs> okay. um, but uh, I feel bad for Kesha. What happened to her? Um, I am a man. That's some fucked up shit that happened to Kesha. That's that's yeah. some bullshit, man. I know she yeah. made a pretty badass comeback, though. Yeah, I know that was pretty dope. And She's I'm so killing happy. it. Yeah. Um, so Me that too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say um, I, I love her. Like that's that's some dope sh- shit. If you can go through all that like shit that went on in your life, and then you can just come back, that's cool. Yeah, like, I can really admire a person for that. So I'd say Absolutely. that's the top of my list of the people you said. Yeah, awesome. I, I love her too. I've always loved her music too. It's just it's yeah. fun. It's fun music, and her new album was incredible. Yeah. So you're an actor. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you get into that? 
As a kid, I um, my parents like wanted to try me out in all this different kinds of stuff, like sports and artistic kind of things, like playing the piano. And they didn't do me in drawing, but so I started doing these workshops in um, Agora Hills, and I the the whole place was kind of like a scam so like mm. it kind of ran like oh yeah like we'll like if you pay for these classes we'll like get you seen but like they only got me like certain kinds of auditions and I never like got really anything they would just like shelf me basically mm. which is you know what we go through now yeah. <laughs> is a reality but um, and then every once in a while, every like when I uh, didn't do the classes anymore and I dropped the whole uh, agency that they were doing, every two or three years they would call me back and they would be just like, we think you're perfect for this. And they were just trying to string me back in. Ah. Yeah. So that was uh, something. That's why my parents uh, for so long were very untrustworthy when um, people would sometimes come to see my shows in high school that I would do or junior high. Uh, so... They would, like, come up and be just like, hey, your kid is, like, really great, and I would love to, like, uh, talk about maybe representing him. So after that, um, my parents were very skeptical about people coming up, so they just, like, had me focus totally on school until I was, like, 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they didn't allow you to do plays anymore? They did, but nothing, like, um, out of school, so I couldn't really, like, do too many plays outside of school, just everything inside, because they wanted to make sure that I was still, like, on campus and I wasn't like getting in trouble because I used to sometimes get in trouble and like you know you you do stupid stuff when you're a kid like what <laughs> if you feel comfortable like, talking about no it. <laughs> I like TP'd certain houses and stuff when oh I was, like, well yeah yeah, yeah so, we all know, do that kind of so nothing car, super so, bad yeah but no it wasn't too bad yeah it was it was fun I mean it was it's messed up but it was you know you were a kid was, yeah, yeah I was a kid so. it's life experience yeah I shouldn't say it was fun yeah don't do that don't do that kids yeah yeah it's not fun for whoever's listening sorry mom <laughs> so after school did you go to college or yeah I um when I was in high school I went to this program called CESA it was California State Arts of the um, of the arts program or I might be butchering it but so I went there my junior the summer of my junior year and the summer of my senior year and it was amazing it was mm-hmm. like it, it combined the um, painters actors uh, visual arts people animators whole different types of arts and had it at this at this college at in Valencia mm-hmm. and we would stay there for a month like we were college students and we would just eat, breathe, and sleep what we were there for. So I was there for theater. Other people were there for visual arts. And it was so wonderful. We got to meet so many different types of... And it was coming from all over the globe. So mm. you had people from France. You had people from, like, all over the place, Nigeria. It was so fun. That was something that... That was my first taste of getting out of the house and actually being a part of something, I guess, that was, like, very artistic. Because yeah. when you're in high school, like people are just like aren't taking it as seriously as you because you actually want to do something with it. And when you meet some people like that who have that spark, you're just like, wow, this is really fun. So yeah. I did that for two years and then or back to back summers. And then I started at the academy and then um, I did South Coast with Nathan. And I was, shout out uh, to Nathan, yeah, our producer. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then I've just been auditioning ever since, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. So you did you always know that that was what you wanted to do with your life, or was there a specific moment where you were like, you watched a movie or you saw a play, and you were like, yes, that's what I want to do. 
No, I think I think maybe I always knew, but mm. um, there was. I think one of the people I looked up to when I was a kid was uh, Eddie Murphy because he was so yeah. like boisterous and stuff, and like just was so comedic and just did like everything. And I was like, man, I gotta like. I think I wanted to be an entertainer was like it when I was a kid, and I guess I still do kind of. Um, pretty much anything that is you know artistic and you can express yourself dancing um playing the piano singing acting anything really it would be you know it's just not to be i don't know an escape yeah yeah it was really nice so you never were into sports or anything like that it was mostly the creative side yeah um i was like into basketball uh for a little bit and i like watched it and i my dad played and and stuff like that and i played uh baseball a lot when i was a kid but um it wasn't like the same as actually like being on stage because it was mm-hmm. just like you literally could make people cry you could make people like feel any sort of raw emotion it was just so amazing just to walk on stage and just know that everybody is just like wondering what you're going to do next that is like ready to moment. receive yeah, yeah. Like, there's no other moment like that I've there's ever not. had it's, it's so much fun it's like ecstasy it, it really Never is had, but you know I assume it's something like that yeah no you you get a high from it that that's yeah. what it was for me in high school as well it was an escape and I loved it and I think to this day I mean I'm going more the film and TV route now but I just love being on stage. Would you say the same for yourself? Yeah. Like that's I usually go back and forth. Um, I was thinking about trying out this uh, summer for something in Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure. But yeah, I do go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, nah, I just want to do TV. And then I go back to theater because it's just... I don't know, I guess just, like, wherever I can act. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, on the streets for pennies. Right. <laughs> yeah, so... That's so cool. What's yeah. your favorite role you've ever played? The first... There's two times. Uh, Nathan was there for one of them. Um, and it wasn't a role that I played, but it was a scene that I did with um, this girl named... It was this blonde chick out in South uh, Coast. But I was doing a monologue, and Miss I think it was the first day, and Miss Hensel was just like, get up. And I was like, okay... And then Sterling, that's who it was. Um, but, yeah, so, so, so I went up and did my monologue with Sterling, and she was doing her monologue with me. And I knew the monologue so well that I didn't really care about the words. It was just I was, like, trying to communicate something with her that went beyond whatever the hell we were doing there. I was, like, trying to be, like, I like you just through the words. Mm. And it, I felt so real and so in the moment. And then when I got back uh, and I sat down, I was, like, um, with Nathan and Sean. And Nathan, Nathan or Sean, I forget who said it. He was just like, dude, I didn't know Denzel was here. What's up, dude? <laughs> and I was just like, all right, dude, calm down, man. And I think Nathan was just like, yeah, dude, you're getting it wrong. It's Forrest Whitaker. All right, just get it right. <laughs> I was just like, okay, dude. And then the other time, Miss Hensel was there again. It was a scene that I did for uh, her Shakespeare thing. Uh, It was the last scene that I did for her. It was Macbeth. And I felt in the scene, what it called for was is I was supposed to have just stabbed the king and then come back to my wife and be just like, I just stabbed the king. Yes, I did that scene. I was like, Macbeth. Oh, yeah, you did? Yes. Oh, Oh, my gosh. It was, ugh. I have chills. It's such a good scene. Yeah, it's really it's really good. And um, so during the whole time I was rehearsing it, and I did it with Miss Hensel, this was the last time we were going to perform, and I was just like, I didn't feel anything. So mm-hmm. I um, actually like really just took the time and thought of like a really foolproof 
kind of a way I could get out of it. And I just thought, oh man, what if I actually like stab my best friend that I've known for 10 years? And I thought of that and I was just like, oh my God. So like I went up there and I thought of that and then I just let it take over and it was, I was like, oh God. And I felt so bad afterwards. And like Miss Hensel came over to me and she was just like, so you felt something. I was just like, yeah, I felt something. So yeah, but it worked, but yeah, it worked. It was um, very painful. Which reminds me of what Brian Cranston said. He said, um, what civilians don't understand is that actors have to be willing to pay uh, the emotional price. Yes. Yeah, which is it's very true. It is. Yeah. yeah, in order to prepare for, especially a role like Macbeth or Lady Macbeth, you, you really have to go deep. And that's what I learned the most from school, I think, was that you do have to put an element of yourself into the character. And that requires you to go really deep. And that's why I think having life experience and having experienced obstacles and pain in your life makes you such a more compelling actor. Was there ever a moment in your life where or a defining moment for you that you think you've been able to repurpose into your acting? Man, that's a really good question. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, pointers for you, man. Oh, that was thank a really good question. Thank you. I remember, I just maybe I just like sometimes I just think about the scenario so much that I just get into it. But I remember this one time that my mom was feeling so sick that I had never seen her this sick before, uh, and yeah, she felt like so so much heat in her body that she literally had to lie down on the floor. I was just like, holy shit. Uh, and then she got up and she was shaking. She fainted. Wow. Yeah, and my dad was with her on the chair and she was leaning back and her eyes were in the back of her head. And um, I didn't I didn't know what to do. I was just like, what What do I do? Um, he's just, I was like, do I call 911? And he was just like, uh, yeah, go now. Uh, and he like yelled at me and I was just like, holy shit. Um, and I picked up the phone, I called 911 and I just, I, I cried. I didn't know like what to do. I was just like, and then the guy on the phone, he was just like, hey, uh, are you okay? I was just like my mom and I couldn't like get out what, what was, what was going on. And then she just came back and I was just like, holy shit. So she, she's okay now. Um, wow. This just happened randomly, or does she have a type of disorder? She, I, I think she had the flu, but, like, it was okay. an extreme, I, I don't know what it was. But like, it looked like the flu, but I'd never seen, like, anybody faint from it before. Um, wow. And so sometimes I I use that. I haven't used it in a while, but um, when I need to, like, you know, like, <laughs> cry or something like that. Emotional juice. Yeah, yeah. Emotional yeah. juice. Yeah, that'll get it going. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, um, I don't know. I guess everyone has that traumatic experience that we keep deep down, and then we talk about it, and feelings come out. Yeah, absolutely. And some people aren't at the point where they can use it you know as as a tool i think as actors we have to have our acting toolbox and we have to feel a certain way or i need to feel this specific emotion where can i go in my life where i felt that so it's real and organic and and some people have a hard time doing that so uh, good for you for for using it for good yeah (laughs) that's that's all you can do you know that's all you can do you know you also mentioned that you have battled with dyslexia most of your life. Holy What's that shit. been like? 
hard, extremely difficult because, you know, you come around everybody else that can read at a certain, you know, everybody else that can read fine and then you have to struggle on literally every line mm. like every line and you're just like why what am i doing wrong and you have to face these people in the halls and stuff like that and act like everything is okay but in the back of your mind you're just like man like if only like i could just feel secure with what i have and i battled for that like for years even now and it was it's humiliating when you have to see your buddies go off to like you know English class that's at a regular level when you have like two levels of an English class that you have to go to it's like the bottom of the barrel and you know that you can just like do better but at the same time you don't know if you can because you're still struggling with just pronouncing a sentence so it's been like quite a challenge hasn't really been too fun but I just started doing this thing because I started doing um, voiceover a year ago and I needed to get my reading up. So it's just like, okay, uh, so I'll just read every day. And I started doing that in at least like minimum 30 minutes and my reading like got a lot better. And uh, this is also a credit to um, one of my roommates, Zach, because he introduced me to a whole line of literature I'd never seen before. Like he had books on books on books and I was just like, man, I'd never read. Uh, read Stephen King's Misery before and I was like I picked it out then I started like reading more and more and it helped out so much my reading's so much fucking better now wow do you read out loud yeah or? I do okay. you have to um, yeah. yeah for me anyway if I don't read out loud then it doesn't like help me at all mm. so yeah so that's Oh, it's been such a challenge, yeah, especially at cold reads. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to really ask, hard. how has it been for auditioning and yeah. memorizing lines? I memorize better than people. That's like one of the things that my brain can compensate for. Oh, cool. And the funny thing is, is I uh, when I was roommates with um, a couple other people like uh, Dan Lopez and uh, Jackson, they, they were dyslexic too, and I've met a lot of artistic people who were very dyslexic, and um, like me, and I could relate to them and stuff like that. And I talked to Jackson one day when we were doing a cold read for a play, <laughs> Waiting for Lefty, I think that's what Yes, it was. we all yeah, had to do we that had at to school. Do that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Those were the days. Yeah, that was, oh man, that was fun. <laughs> but, um, so uh, we were talking about it. And he was just like, "Yeah, man. I mean, me and Dan have had to struggle with dyslexia, and we just didn't want to do anything. And thank God we weren't called upon." I was just like, "Oh, dude, me too. I'm so glad I didn't call upon because usually you you come up with excuses like I got to go to the bathroom or what I used to do is when I knew I would have to read a certain line, I would read it over like 50 times so I wouldn't like stumble it up or anything like that. Wow. So everybody would think that I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. So it was you know it's just because. All the cl other classes that I had were at a normal pace, so mm -hmm. I was fortunate because most of the people that I knew weren't like at the same rate I was. It's actually kind of miraculous that I was able to keep up that rate. But anyway, so they would call upon us to read in high school, and I was just like always like sometimes even if I did the homework, I would just say I didn't do it, so I wouldn't have to read out loud. Wow. Yeah, I was just like you know I didn't want to. You don't really want to embarrass yourself. Did people ever make fun of you in school? Well, they, uh, you know, like, they wouldn't, the teacher's looking, but they'd smile and, like, kind of laugh a little bit. Oh, yeah, so. My God. Kids are so mean. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't fun. But, you know, it's just the way it is. But I can read better now, so that's the best thing. Yeah, <laughs> good for you yeah. for doing the work. And, I mean, there's, like you said, there's other people out there who are struggling with that as well, and you can... 
they're all Count artists. On them. It's so weird. It's yeah, so, right? It's so weird. But anyway, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So it's getting better. Yeah. And um, you said you're doing voiceover work now? Yeah. I built my own uh, home. I had help building it. A lot of people helped me out. but And I ordered a mic and um, a preamp. And I had uh, my demo made. And now I'm just um, going um, doing auditions like every day. And it's so fun when you do voiceover auditions because when you do on-camera acting, you have to like get called upon to go to the audition and they give you the sides. But like with voiceover, they just like, um, they'll be pay-to-play websites as we use for voice um, on-camera. And they'll just like have the scripts there and you can just submit it. So like it doesn't matter like if you didn't get called upon for like one thing, you can just send out all this kind of stuff and you just don't even remember the last thing you did. Right. So yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And the other thing that's wonderful about voiceover is just like you get to do it and it doesn't take that long like it's a tagline where if you're doing on camera you usually have to be there the whole day right but if you do something in the studio for an animation you can only be there like two three hours max and then you just get to go home and kiss the wife or do whatever you have to do for the rest of the day and that's why one of the reasons why i wanted to do it because it's so nice to be able to have some free time yeah <laughs> have a life yeah have a life so you know that's one of the many things that I love about voiceover. Are there specific voices that you do, or you just do your own voice um, for things? I'm still working on that. Uh, <laughs> you have a great voice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 You um, could be like a radio talk show guy or something. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my cousin did that for a little bit. But um, yeah, no, it's. I'm still trying to like find my way how to approach it first like i'm feel like i'm going back to the baby steps of what we learned at the academy mm -hmm. it's basically the same it's basically the same thing mm -hmm. it's just you i guess you feel maybe a, a little more naked on the mic because you're not talking to anybody in a scene oh, you're literally okay. just like saying the tagline of just like only here at toyota something like that and you have to think about who you're saying it to because they're monologues and monologues of stuff in voiceover commercial that doesn't make any sense. You would never say, hey, let's go get a 99 cent, uh, you know, ice cream cone. Like, who the you hell? You wouldn't say 99 cents. You wouldn't say that. Yeah. You wouldn't walk up to your friend and be just like, hey, man, uh, what about that McDonald's? Yeah, it's been really rough lately. Who the fuck would say that? No one <laughs> right, would say no that. One would say yeah, to a random stranger on the street? No. So you have to, like, really think and put it in, like, a circumstance that. To make it real so it's to. not robotic. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds real because if it's not real, then they're not going to like care. Mm, okay. So. so it's mostly for like commercials and things like that? Or do you also want to do maybe a character in a cartoon movie? I would actually, Video game? I would love to do anime. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would love to do anime because uh, it's, there's something like so beautiful about seeing a wonderful anime and like hearing a, a great score that goes with it it's just like there's something that's magical about it and um also i mean it just looks so cool <laughs> i just i don't know it just looks really cool and i've loved anime for so long and i've just always wanted to do it and video games look great too mm -hmm. like i always had this fantasy about how um my friends would be playing a video game and i'd be just like yeah dude i did that shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, that's you know, me yeah I've never really gotten into anime. Oh, What's your favorite? Like, are they movies, shows? Um, both. But there's this really stoic anime called Cowboy Bebop, and it all has to do with like these 
people who you know it's like a set in like a thousand years from now but like they're literally just living their lives like it's no like you know fantasy of like they have to slay the dragon or any shit like they literally just go paycheck to paycheck that's why it's so relatable right yeah so like well that's us yeah yeah, literally (laughs) (laughs) like if they don't like you know make rent they're not gonna you know (laughs) eat or anything like that so i was just like man yeah it's been a really yeah i definitely recommend that one Awesome. I I watched Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, yeah, is that please, an anime? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, I love that. She's like a little witch. Yeah, and, witch and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, that all by the same? Like, I know there's a couple yeah, other no, ones. Yeah, uh, That was by Hao Miyazaki. He was a great, 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 great director. He was, mm. yeah, probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can say pioneer because I don't know so much about the history of anime, but I'm sure he's one up there, or up, up there with one of the greats because he's, man, he's really good really really good yeah. yeah oh i loved that movie when i was little so cool so i guess <laughs> i have good. seen an anime awesome. yeah no yeah <laughs> so what have you been working on lately anything coming up any projects you've been working on i've mostly been workshopping different theater scenes that i've seen with other friends just to keep up the chops and it's been really fun mm. because i just like go in a room with my friend after a self-tape or something like that it's just like yeah let's just do the scene and like Nobody's around, so we'll like sometimes we'll like stay in the script or we're just improv and it's like so freeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. And just voiceover pretty much. Yeah, it's basically So you're staying creative. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. You just, said you um are starting to play piano again? It's been so much fun. Awesome. Um, yeah, I recently just started and it's been so nice to have like some sort of artistic outlet than yes. just like submitting every day because like that stuff can get very tedious and people don't understand that because may, they may not do it every day. Right. So like it's just nice to have something else besides that because if you go on to the mentality that I used to have of just like doing that and that was it, then you can burn yourself out. And yeah. I started to realize that and I'm just like, nah, I want to be in this for the long haul. So I have to like find another way I can express myself instead of just having this. Because it doesn't always come around. No, it so. doesn't. And it, and it takes time. You have to be patient but persistent. That's what I yeah. always say. And yeah. yeah, if you don't... We talked about this on Lauren's episode as well. You have to have something that you do outside of yeah. acting and auditions. Because then you'll start to hate it if yeah. that's all you're doing. I mean, exactly. I got to that point to that point too where I was I was on every website every day like submitting submitting and only getting you know a couple auditions here and there and I wasn't doing anything else and Mm. yeah you get burnt out and then that's when you want to give up yeah and I think every even in the birth of our careers like we even know actors right now who have like like you know what I may like because I've had that on my days like I've been just like man I can't like I don't know if I can do this shit anymore if I don't do anything else and I have to work a stupid-ass office job and I don't want to do that Yeah, shit. no, never. Rather, you know, just do any fucking thing else. But it's just, uh, it's just like the long, it's not a walk, it's a marathon. And I usually have to say this to myself so I don't freak out. Yes, absolutely. What else do you do to keep yourself inspired and keep yourself passionate? Meditate. Okay. Yeah, just to be able to stay in the moment. Yes. Because it's so... I find it ridiculously hard for me, myself, as an actor to stay in the moment, which should be so easy. Right. Because, you know... Because that's all you have to do. Like, that's <laughs> literally all you have to do. You just have to stay in the moment and just listen. Listen. But yet, yeah. we make our we you make know, so anxiety hard. and all this kind of stuff and what people may be thinking of us 
a part of it and that's not what it is no. <laughs> at all so meditating will just helps me like you know just register everything and make sure that i'm not you know over trying to think everything mm-hmm. it's just so nice to just breathe and yes. not having to do anything else but just breathe it's mm-hmm. so wonderful it really is i work at a meditation studio and i have been getting into it more myself and it it makes all the difference even just five ten minutes you go away and you just either listen to some music or just sit there by yourself and just breathe and let your thoughts go that's that's what's the hardest for me is i'll get stuck on a thought and then it'll drive me crazy but with meditating I'm learning how to just acknowledge that I'm having that thought and then just let it go. And it works for a lot of stuff when you're angry, when yeah. you're depressed, when you're sad and all this kind of... It helps. It really does. Which is all you just do is breathe. You clear your mind and breathe. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very helpful. Do you do it on your own or do you have an app? Oh, I, I do it on my own. Okay. Um, yeah. I like Originally, like I was just like... Man, my, uh, one of my therapist recommended that I meditate and I was like, all right. So I looked it up and I was just like, oh, okay, so that's what it is. And then I just started setting time timers and every two weeks i'll add a minute oh nice yeah and right now i'm at 16 minutes and it's so hard because it's so long <laughs> wow that's <laughs> impressive i'm at like 10 right now so, so. hard though man yeah stay there for like 16 minutes Ugh. and yeah. it's you know but i might have to go back down to 10 <laughs> no you can do it keep pushing yeah, forward keep pushing. do you have music that you listen to or you I just don't like, no just i don't silence. listen to anything yeah wow yeah. that's sometimes, impressive uh, i'll do it with the lights on sometimes i'll do it with the lights off uh, i've done it in my car uh too yeah yeah not you while driving do it with music oh that's right i didn't know that oh that's cool that's oh fun. yeah yeah i have a i have a couple apps on my phone and um it just has like really peaceful music you can choose like there's waves or there's the wind rain whatever it oh, is great. and there's some just like really nice like gong music or whatever and it's yeah, just nice to have in the background and every time uh, you hear the bell ring. It that means you have to. If your mind has wandered, you come back to the breath. So it's just like nice little reminders every few seconds. Nice. So yeah, that that really helps me because if I'm just sitting in silence, it's so easy for me to just get so stuck on my thoughts. So that's that's so awesome. I think more people should meditate and you should come and check out my meditation studio it's called the den yeah yeah yeah. there's actually you where do you live i live in uh, like around mid-city okay yeah you'd probably be in hollywood like is upper hollywood it's like uh fourth and la brea oh okay so yeah there's also one in studio city but you'd probably be closer to the la brea one so yeah you should come check it out you're just you're doing really great and it seems like you have a really good head on your shoulders do you think that has taken time for you to get to this point or you've always just kind of uh, had your time. shit together <laughs> yeah it's taking time do you think your parents have helped shape you to be that way yes. oh my lord yeah with um loans and love and yeah everything because they've been like so supportive through literally everything that's amazing yeah not a lot of kids have that support yeah i know and i always feel bad for people who don't because i can't really relate to them right yeah and that's Actually, pretty much everybody who I grew up with, because they didn't really. I I grew up as a single kid, or like as a child, an only child, so like I couldn't relate to people like that. And then I hear that other people have brothers and sisters, and then um, they don't really like get the opportunities that I had. So I just mm. like I always felt I usually always felt bad for everybody because everybody had that 
everybody had like a brother or sister or everybody wasn't able to like get the stuff that I was able to get not to say that I could get everything like I would my dad would make me like earn for it and stuff and mow, mow the lawn and like you know clean the pool and stuff like that Ugh, clean the pool oh that sounds that horrible <laughs> oh god that was awful Ugh, uh, but he made you earn it and that yeah. that's great I mean there there's a huge difference between only childs that are spoiled rotten and then only childs who their parents do that make them earn what they get so no you shouldn't feel guilty about that at all you're just grateful i'm sure you're so grateful yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and they're very supportive of your choice to be an actor yeah which is funny because you know my dad's from oklahoma and he like literally i don't know if he had to pick for his own food but like it was i mean he grew up with he grew up with 16 brothers and sisters so it like was wow. a lot of brothers and sisters to you know feed yeah and stuff like that and um my grandfather well i'm not gonna go into that but um <laughs> he and my grandmother was just working and all this kind of stuff and everybody had to like support their own so i just he grew up from down in the trenches work ethic and he loved basketball and then he meets my mom who's from the valley who had six brothers and sisters and you know (laughs) so you just like come from two different worlds of not really doing too much theater my mom did theater actually uh weirdly enough my mother was in the valley at chatsworth and she did theater with kevin spacey no way yeah they went to the same high school and they did uh two shows together i believe and val kilmer went there before them and stuff like that um actually i have this my mom has this letter uh that uh spacey wrote her uh, it was in high school and it was like a Christmas note saying like I really appreciate you and stuff like that and um, thank you for being my friend or something like that oh my gosh yeah yeah so so cool when I heard the allegations um, oh, yeah what, a what he did and stuff like that my mom and I were oh man so disappointing because he was a phenomenal actor yeah I know and we really really loved him like in everything yeah. that he did and then you just oh, god damn it it made me so angry I know yeah, but you know, it is it is what it is. <laughs> it is and and now hopefully a lot of people won't follow in that same path, you know? Like to yeah. God. Yeah, let's let's hope. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Um is there any advice that you can give to other people out there who are considering a career in acting and voiceover? It was Duke Ellington, I believe, said uh rule number 1, never give up. Rule number two, always remember rule number one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just relax and just enjoy it. I even have to do that now. But just relax because everything, you may think that it's all going to shit, but everything is okay. Yes. And it will be okay if it doesn't seem okay right now. Yeah. It will be okay. So just relax and, you know, just have your support there. And that's that's all you really need. Yeah. How do you deal with rejection from auditions? And- um, I, I don't know. I, I don't usually think about it. You just kind of like <laughs> yeah. I don't, it off? What, what do you like define? Like, do they call you and say like yeah. you're on a veil and stuff like that, and they never call you? Because I've like I've had that before. Just like or just having auditions where you just don't hear back. I one time I had an audition like a couple of months ago where they gave me a cold read and I was like, great cold read. So like I went in. And I did uh, my take, and they were just like, could you, like, do it again and maybe, like, try to, like, 
act better and i was like oh wow. oh no and i was like wow um and i was just like okay cool uh and then like i did it again and i saw one of the producers was just like god damn it and i was just like i was like great um uh, so i think that was like one of the roughest things and after that I, I literally just had to like i just had to meditate and like take a moment and just like <sighs> I don't know, like, listen to J. Cole. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? You yeah. have to have that that process of what you do when you're feeling less than and yeah. not good enough. So you listen to J. Cole and yeah. meditate. Or one thing you can do, and this is a good thing if you're mad at anything, go to a batting cage or go to a golf range and just hit. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that that really works. Ooh. Or if you can, like, go to a boxing uh, place, go to a bad country. <sighs> I was just about to say, like, yeah. fuck, I need to box. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Yeah, just do that. There's a place that in helps. L.A., I don't know what it's called, but you can go and you pay to, like, just throw shit. Really? Yeah, you just, oh, like, get to sh- throw and oh break God. shit around, and I that need to great. do that. Yeah. What the hell is that? Man? I don't know, but we should Holy find shit. it and yeah, go together. Crap. Yeah, we should. Oh, my gosh. Oh my because God, you do. Great. You you need a creative outlet, but you also need an outlet for your anger and yeah, your frustration. You're gonna get rejected a lot. You are, and it's okay to be mad and, you and sad about, about it. Think it's about you, but it's never about it's you. It's never about you. Never. Yeah. No. It's just they're trying to fit a specific type or look. It, it That's really so just bullshit. It really is, and you just have to remember at the end of the day, it's it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and what they're looking for. That's probably a long answer, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. No, I don't usually. Yeah, I, I kind of forget auditions. I guess that's me too. One thing good about me. Um, yeah. So I don't really get hung up on it too much. No, I don't either. Away. Usually after an audition. Whether I feel really good or really great about or really bad about it, I'll go and do something nice for myself. Yeah. Like not sometimes I'll get myself a coffee or it doesn't have to involve spending money, but I'll go watch my favorite TV show or rock out to my favorite song in the car. Yeah. Like you have to just have that mechanism that you go to every time. Yeah. So that's great. Well, we're going to go throw some shit around. <laughs> Uh, is there any advice you would give to other people out there who are struggling with dyslexia and how they can maybe cope with that or getting bullied about man. that? Jesus, I don't know. Man, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I would say if I can re, I don't know, like, just it's going to be okay because, like, it, it doesn't like all the bullying and stuff like that. It doesn't last forever. And if you have your real friends just circle yourself around them and just like get the fuck away from the people who say you're awful. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awful. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't just need like, that. Yeah, and you, I mean, just or maybe just take a second and breathe because it it does help. People may think it's just like ah, oh, if I just breathe, it won't like you. You just have to take. I just do this. Take three minutes. Get away from everything and just breathe deeply for three minutes. Just do that and see what happens. So I would say that. and Makes a world of a difference. And honestly, reading. And um, I used to, in high school, I wouldn't even picture myself as now of reading every day. I fucking hated reading because I wasn't able, really good at it. Right. Um, but if you just read, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Just read anything that you want to read. Like literally, it could be a Stephen King book or it could be a book about Cassius Clay. It doesn't matter. As long as you just like read and work out. You you will get better. You have to get give it time, but you mm-hmm. will get better. So 
that's what I would I would recommend that that's, greatly. That's great advice. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, no problem. Have you had to deal with any racism in your life? Holy shit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, yeah. Um, yeah, one time, yeah. One time I uh, was biking with my friends in Newberry Park, and I was just chilling, and then, like, these skinheads were in their garage, and they were just like, what are you doing here, nigger? And I was just like, oh, oh. shit. And I was just like, are you... Oh, so you're talking to me? Uh, and so I looked, uh, turned around. I was like, "All right, yeah, we can do this right now." And my friend was like, "Nah, nah, we, nah, dude, they're in their garage. We don't even know what's going on." So I like started to bike away, and then they started playing some kind of like racist music, and I was just like, "Man!" And then another time in Newberry Park, I was uh, talking to a girl on uh, ins. No, it was Facebook. And uh, she was just like, "Man, go away, you nigger!" And I was just like. Wow. What the oh, shit? Yeah, people so I, still use that word. That's disgusting that was in to me. Grade, yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I had to, and I don't want to like generalize Newbury Park, but there was some. There's still there was some racist people there, um, mm-hmm. and and you know I I know all most of my friends were white and they were really cool and stuff like that. But I every once in a while I would come upon a a racist dude. So I didn't. And the funny thing is, is I didn't really know what it was until I came back because I always used to get these looks as a kid and I was just like, oh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Um, but mm-hmm. when I came back last year and people gave me the same looks, I was just like, oh, shit, that's why they're looking at me like that because they don't really know what black people look like. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah. So is that <sighs> another really cause cool. you're pretty passionate about? Hell yeah. It's, yeah, it's, ugh, it's so fucking... Because it's just, we have to fight for who we are. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No. The government would rather say, all right, yeah, it's cool. Just go buy some expensive shoes instead of, like, actually hearing us out and what problems that we have. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that it's just gotten, that we're still being shot in the streets for, oh, he's got some Skittles in his bag and he has a hood, so obviously he must be a target. Yeah. And it's just, oh, Ugh. my God, dude, so Oh God, it's so fucking irritating. But yeah, that's. Thank you for letting me say that. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what would you say to others out there who might be dealing with racism? I mean, how how do you go about fighting against that? Read, like uh, honestly, um, yeah. Read. There's a book that I would recommend. It's called uh, "We Were in Power for Eight Years," and it delves on about Malcolm X, uh, the Obama years. It talks about every single Obama year, and it's like kind of a memoirs mixed with articles. And it's written by a great, great author. But anybody who, if you're a black millennial, you should read it so you can be, you know, more. You may um, some of the stuff I'm sure you will know, but there's maybe parts that you don't know that will educate you even further and help you to put to thoughts to words about what's going on. So yes. if you want to be able to defend yourself, you can actually do it and be able to like bring up points in an intelligent way yeah, an and intelligent not just way. see that's that's my thing when I am having a pleasant debate with another person, keeping it. Not, like I don't want to come across as defensive or rude or being like, oh, I'm right, you're wrong. I, I want to be able to plead my case from my side, but then also be open to hearing the other side. And I just feel like that's a problem most people deal with is they don't want to hear the other side at all. Yeah. So I would just say just just listen to people, hear people out, and yeah, exactly. know that you're not always right. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, 
you know, you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Thank you for letting me say of that. Of course. Thank so, you, Sean. So nice to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's what this this show is all about. I, I want people to be as real and honest as they want to be, you know, because these are real issues and somebody needs to say something, you know, and talking about it out loud and knowing that you're not alone in your struggle, that's what's going to help, I the think. The funny thing is, is I've been pulled over all by white cops and they've never been racist. Huh? well, that's good. Yeah, which is really good. <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood, but um, that's... Um, I thought it was so strange because the last guy I uh, got pulled over by, I was just like, oh, man, like, oh, it's a white dude. So I literally did the black thing where it's recommended that you put your hands on the uh, steering wheel so they can see where your hands are or on, like, mm -hmm. anywhere that they can see your hands. Because if your hands are down there, then they may draw their weapon and then you're really fucked. Oh, um, okay. So I did that and I was just like, all right, do I have permission to take my hands off the steering wheel? He's just like, yeah, you're, you're fine, dude. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was just like, okay, maybe he's a cool guy. And yeah. it turned out he was because he kind of let me off the hook. So, Good. you know, it's, um, I guess it's, it's basically like people. It's not just like, you know, you can generalize and say that all cops are bad. It's just that, you know, sometimes you're going to have good people and you're going to have bad, bad people. Bad people. That's all the, it is. That's probably why my dad married my mom because he always wanted, and he never really talked too much to me about race. He let me know who the leaders are, like MLK and um, Malcolm X, but he just wanted to make sure that I didn't judge anybody on their skin color. But just judge them as who they are as people. That was yes. the most important thing you wanted to establish in me. And you did it because that's who I usually, that's how I judge people. Me too. So That's you know. great. That's that's how it should be. Judge them on who they are and how they treat others. You can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat other people. Well, yeah. I mean, just going to the grocery store and how you talk to the cashier or when you go to Starbucks. You know, it, it really all comes down to that. just always being nice. That's why. Yeah. It, yeah it's just, just be kind. Yeah. And then they'll be kind and it's, it'll pass on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being kind and being on my show. Well, that will lead us into Sean's favorite things. Sean, what's your favorite book? There's a book. I'm one that Zach um, recommended to me. It's called The People's History of the United States. Okay. And this book entails every fucked up thing that has happened to everybody. It's, it talks about feminism. It talks about uh, different colored people. There was a thing 20 pages into the book that talked about Christopher Columbus and the thing that he used to do to Native Americans. So these Native Americans would have these beads around um, a necklace that would have beads around them. And at the end of the day, Christopher Columbus would get them all lined up and look at all the beads. And the beads measured how much gold you got that day. So if you got a lot of gold, you would get more beads. So whoever had the least amount of beads would get their hands cut off. Oh, my gosh. And that was in the first 20 pages of the book. What it talks about all the stuff that was fucked up with everything and how Lincoln um, would make certain speeches and be in the South and be just like, we fucking hate all these niggers and we need to do something about them. Then we'd go to the North and we'd be just like, it's all about equality. So it all talks about wow. stuff that is really un that's unseen. There's one thing that I think is actually really, I may be butchering it, but so... The 18th uh, election, I, um, the presidential election, was, I believe, President Grant. And there was a thing that the two elitists of the country agreed upon. It was the North and the South. The South wanted a certain kind of jurisdiction, I believe, 
And then the North was just like, okay, yeah, if we give it to them and we give them the presidential election, South uh, was going for Grant. That was their um, candidate. And then the North had somebody else. If we give them that hmm. and we give them the presidency, then we can get land in a certain amount of time. So there has always been some kind of a conspiracy going on. We don't really know the name to it or anything like that. And this book kind of shines a light on it. And it just like delves into everything with feminism, with all the stuff that happened in the Mexican War and all this kind of stuff. It goes into everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it, it's long too. It's very, very long because it talks about everything, you know, all the rebellions that stuff that they didn't teach. It's honestly the book that they should have taught us in high school that talks about everything. How fucked up Andrew Jackson is. That's why I didn't really like him too much because he was just an asshole. He's an asshole. Wow. Almost got away with killing a lot of Native Americans. Actually, he did get away with it because he's on the $20 bill. So, oh, um, yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't teach you all that stuff in school because they don't want you to know. They yeah, don't want they don't you to want know you the know. truth. Yeah. Uh, so the musical Hamilton, do you th- have you seen it or heard it? I haven't. Uh, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Is there anything bad about him in that book? There, there was a book that Zach was telling me about. It's called, uh, called Hamilton's Curse. And I think I'm writing all of these. I, I don't remember <laughs> what it entailed, but um, it was an interesting book that he wanted me to read. Okay. I, I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Hamilton to be honest with you. I um, haven't either. But yeah. everyone's obsessed with it. I mean, I love yeah. the music; it's great. Oh yeah, I just didn't know if there was any yeah. juicy details about him. But that sounds cool. I'm gonna read that book because I think there is a lot we don't know. Even now, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. And it's really scary. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, moving on. What's your favorite movie? I really love The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nathan introduced me to that movie and my mother. Um, I That's one of my faves. Top 10 for yeah, sure. It's really. The end when and the score out. is amazing. Yes. The score is am- it's incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. If it were, I think it was the same year as Forrest Gump at the Oscars. If not for that, I think it would have won. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it flopped at the box office, but. I don't understand why. It was I don't such know a either. great movie. Yeah. Like, the plot is amazing. It's, I know. Oh, my gosh. I have chills just thinking about it. Go watch that movie, guys, yeah, if you haven't watched it. Favorite TV show? Cartoon or live, people? The um, I guess I have two. It's. Breaking Bad. Like, yeah! I didn't finish it, so don't ruin the ending. Yeah. But I've seen up to, like, the beginning of season four. Season four. I love Brian Cranston. It's just, yeah, the stuff that he... You remember the pool deck scene where he's drinking with mm-hmm. his son and, yeah, Hank, and then he's just like, what are you looking at him for? Keep going. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, there's there's something that, should, that just is not right with this dude. Yeah. So it's just... In, it just keeps getting more <laughs> escalated that was a good one and there was um one that actually kind of inspired me to play the piano uh it's called it's an anime called um your lie in april and it's all about this kid who you know forgets how to play the piano and then falls in love with this chick uh in middle school and yeah there i won't spoil it for you but there's the kids like a prodigy with the piano and the music in there is really incredible the score is amazing I really love scores. It's just I don't understand why. But yeah, was, those two's really good. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look into that. Awesome. Who's your favorite actor or actress? I really like Jessica Chastain and Jeff Daniels. The reason Jeff Daniels. Uh, I uh, because everybody like used to count him out. I, I hmm. like and I always liked that he was he's amazing actor, amazing he is. actor, and he has a story where he was on Dumb and Dumber, and they. 
literally kept an actor on hold for him for the whole time. Wow. Like, and Jim Carrey had to fight for him. And uh, Jim was just like, I don't want a comedian because the whole uh, the producers were just like, we want a comedian so they can top each other. But he was just like, no, I want somebody to listen to, which is our job, you know, yes. to actually listen. So the first week he was shooting everything with him. Uh, he was shooting everything with other actors. Jim was only in one thing. So he didn't know if he was going to get called on Sunday. And on Sunday night, they were just like, all right, here's the thing. All right, be there. And so Jim Carrey came to him in the dressing room uh, that Monday morning. He was just like, we love what you're doing. Keep it up. Oh. And that was the only thing he said about him. And the reason I like Jessica Chastain is she's a force to be reckoned with, and she's an activist. She's like literally fighting for not just you know black people, but she's fighting for like Asian people, like every single kind of actor who wants to do this. She's fighting for him. Yeah, I really love that. I really, it's really inspiring. That's so awesome. Is yeah. there a specific cause that you're super passionate about? I don't know. Just making everybody equal. I mean, right? Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe. Feminism, because my mom had to deal with that at oh. work. Yeah, so okay. when she told me about that, I was just like, "This is some fucked up shit, man." Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I would say, yeah, that because I was just like, "That's yeah, stupid." Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Favorite book, mantra, scripture verse, or quote? Or I already asked about books. So mantra, quote. There's a quote by Eddie Murphy, and he says, "We are all artists. We are constantly chipping away at something that we believe will be the masterpiece." Yeah. That's beautiful. I think I might have butchered it a little bit, but yeah, I really, I like that one. I hadn't heard that one. That's yeah. really good. That's beautiful. Favorite activity besides acting and meditating? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Something we don't know about you. piano? Or maybe working out? Is it, I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite like type of workout? Pretty much anything that will get my adrenaline up. Yeah, maybe doing something with weights. Okay. Yeah, I would say, yeah, probably that activity. Oh, board games. There we go. Yeah, what now? I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> board games. Yeah, the board game night. What's your favorite board game? We do a lot of, like, fun. Oh, Werewolf. <laughs> that was. Oh, uh, yeah, we played that. Oh, my gosh, I'm yeah, so bad that at that fun. game, but you are great yeah, at that. that was, yeah. You really took everybody, charge. Yeah, everybody in the house is a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> we have, like, a lot of good, like, actors in our house, so it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to come over, and we would play drinking games. I don't yeah. remember many I remember of that. them. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I neither do I, but. <laughs> yeah. So much. What was the movie we watched last time we were there? Uh, Bill, oh, Billboard. billboards. Yeah. Billboards, and yeah. That was incredible. I thought I was going to fall asleep because I was so tired, but the movie was so <sighs> intriguing. I could not fall asleep. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for being here. I just think yeah, you're you're going to go do. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, no, oh, this okay, is we can be here all night. Thank you so much for just sharing your story yeah, and no being open. And uh, I can't wait to see what all you do. Got you. Whoop whoop. Thank you. And now it's time for game time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. So we're here with your favorite part of the episode, Game Time with Grammy, and we have lovely Sean Simmons over here on the other side of the table. Hello, Sean. Hey. Oh. Oh. Is it going? Oh, is it, or is it an old, old Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie told me you can do a Bill Cosby impression. Yeah, you read it, people. <laughs> that, that was excellent, uh, even though we do not support him and what he did. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, we are here, and we're going to play a little game, Sean. Are you ready to play? Yeah. 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. I, I want to hear some enthusiasm, yeah, dude. Yes, play. okay. Yeah, I'm ready sucked in. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, 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 wow. Okay, um, yes. Oh, We're just going to oh, cut that. Cut that, Nathan. We don't want to hear that. Yeah, different nights. He'll probably leave it because Nathan likes that racy stuff. Okay, what's the game, dear? Yeah, so this week's game is called 10 Second Tunes. 10 Second Tunes. On the cards, there is a name of a movie title animation movie and you are going to pick up the card you're going to have 10 seconds to explain the movie summary without saying the character the actor or anything that's in the title so you're going to go backwards and forwards so like sean will pick one up first and then grammy will pick one up and then vice versa yeah she'll put him back in thank you (laughs) he's trying to cheat get a head start yeah okay so w- there are toon movies, cartoons, yes. not just Disney, but like no. any, are they well known? Are and we going to know these? Yeah. yeah, you should know these ones. Okay. Wow. I need to brush up. I haven't watched a cartoon in years. All right. I used to watch VeggieTales with Zany. That was Zany's favorite show, VeggieTales. VeggieTales. Did I you guys watch it? So Did you watch it though? No, I haven't seen it now. No? no oh no, my no. goodness. VeggieTales is so good. Anyways, okay. So... And you have a timer? I do. You got a 10 second timer. 10 second timer. And then what happens if we get it wrong? Is there a punishment or we just move on? We get a spanking. <coughs> oh, are you going to spank us, Nathan? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> but that sounds. Anyways. Okay, no punishment. <laughs> no, I don't think Zany would, would allow me to do that. Um, so we'll just do no punishment because uh, I don't like those beans. We're not bringing those beans back ever again after Pacho's episode. Those were nasty. So no punishment. You just, you know, suck and sure. get it wrong. Oh, good. So, Sean, we'll start with you. And so you will pick right. a card. Does everyone understand the rules? Me? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's about a guy who has to... God damn. It's about a... Uh, a guy, and, yes. Uh, who has to literally? He finds a circus full of <laughs> bugs. Life. I, how do you say it without <laughs> bugs? <laughs> oh, he can't say bug. No. Oh, because it's in the title. Yeah. Okay, so you can't say names of characters or anything. No. God. Oh, that's really hard. Yeah, man. All and right. So you can wait. Good thing the, there's no punishment for this one. End and see if the opponent will get it before you say it out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Oh, these are very nice cards. Good job. Oh, snap. I love this movie, though. Okay, so they're in an ocean. and, a, and a Oh, little... Finding Nemo. No, oh. no, no, no. He's a little, little fishy guy, and he works at a car wash, but he doesn't want to work at a car wash. Oh, Shark Tales. Yes! Working at a car wash, yeah. Okay, That's yeah. with Willie Will Smith. Yes. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Oh, it's about a dude who loses his uh, mojo, and then he goes to a town with people like him, and then he finds this old guy that helps him get his mojo back, and he goes... Marge? Yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh! Yes. I was like, old guy get his mojo back. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, this yeah, is fun. This is hard. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay, it's a little girl and a little creature, and they become friends, um, but Monsters every... Zinc? Uh, no, a little girl and a little... Oh, close. Okay, but it's in, um... Um, little girl, creature... Oh, uh, oh wait, it's Moana? What is <laughs> Oh, no, 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 uh, Lilo and Stitch. Yes, yes, I should have I said Hawaii first, dang it. Ten seconds is not long enough. Marvel, what are you looking at? We have Janie's little Marvel here. Okay, go. 
Oh shit! It's about these people and a brain, and they control what happens. Oh, inside out. Yep. Ooh, yay, yay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's a, a big fluffy guy, and he opens a door, and it's the wrong door, and the door's not supposed to be there, and it's a little girl, and he's supposed to oh, stare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also saying. Yes, yes, you said it earlier. Oh, it's about this um, little guy who loves eating honey and uh, a poop bear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need a poop. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Oh. Oh snap. Okay. So it's, it's a little, a little foxy guy and a little bunny, and she's a police officer. Oh, and, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, the Zootopia. Yes. He said fox and he said rabbit. Oh, can I not say the animal type? I can't say dude because they're animals. Uh, that's, like a, that's like a technicality. I don't know. Am I supposed to just say like lady animal and I male guess, animal? Yes, you can because yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't say their names. I'll let it slide this time. His name's not Fox. Gonna, what is his name? You're gonna, isn't his name Mr. Fox? What's his no, name? no, 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 no. I don't know. It's not. It's, um... Melvin, I don't know. Melvin. <laughs> it's definitely not Melvin. What was the, the voice? Jason Bateman is the voice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the name. Anyways, okay, moving on. All right. Oh, it's about this black guy who has superpowers, uh, and he is um, surrounded by other people like him. Incredibles? No, no, no. Uh, no, keep going. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, oh, the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit. Oh. I guess that was cheating. Shit, that was cheating. Yes. No, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, my bad. Wow, I'm you bad at this game. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> he like, did a spider this? fingers. Yeah. Yes, yes. Fuck, my it's bad. It's okay. It was still funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so it's a little girl, and she loves the ocean, and then, then there's a guy with his, um, with his little Moana. thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he already guessed all the ones earlier. Okay, this is fun. Oh, it's about this big guy who doesn't like uh, where he is, uh, and this, uh, and then he goes to find different games and stuff like that. Oh, oh, oh Wreck-It Ralph! Yeah. Yes! Ooh, the new one was really cute. We watched it. Our Okay, so, um, uh, it's cold. Uh, do you want to build a snowman? Frozen. <laughs> yeah, that's not cheating. <laughs> I, I panicked. Yeah, right? You should have been just like, I'm freezing. I'm gonna, I'm, it's so cold. I'm going to say that Sean wins on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are very you good, dear. I'm, I'm sorry, dear. I'm old. I don't know. I'm impressed that I knew any of these films. I've never seen most of these. Shane is singing our damn Frozen songs all the time in the shower. <laughs> that damn Shane. That was a very good game, Nathan. Okay, yeah, was, show, man. show, um, is there a tie? Oh, wait, it wasn't a tie. <laughs> it wasn't a tie. That was a, that was a clear winner. Dang it. Well, Sean, you, you creamed me. Um, and uh, that was a wrong choice of words. You millennials, you turned everything into a sexual innuendo. You, you probably don't even know what innuendo means. Do you know? Yes, I do. I'm 84 years old. <laughs> I know what everything means. Anyways, dear Sean, you are a worthy opponent. I wish you luck in your voiceover career. Oh, thank you. Um, thank I wouldn't you. bank on the whole Bill Cosby impression thing. Thank it needs you, a little work. Oh, you're really nice so so yeah. welcome. Yeah. That is. I don't know who that is. You millennials and your old people references. <clears throat> Shining off, douches, dears. Deuces, deuces. <laughs>
Did I say that right? <laughs> you, you, you kind of. Yes. Okay, good. Once more with feeling. Deuces, dear. And I don't know what feeling now was, but Beeble it works. Will blab them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 